0: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: All righty, back with you. 11 o'clock is our time. Without further ado, or Freddie Adu, who is a soccer player, but he has nothing to do with this. We were going to bring on Freddie Adu, but he uh, couldn't come on, so we're going to bring on the fine sports columnist, for the Bucks County Courier Times. He's a man of all seasons. He covered the Sixers for many, many years. Now he covers everybody. Mr. Tom Moore, Tommy, how are you? You're on the Sports calling and Guest Line and uh, glad to have you on a Sunday night. As we go to Tom, click that. Thought I clicked it before. Tommy, how are you?
2: All right, how are you?
1: Doing very well, thank you. Uh, interesting time, Tommy, in Philadelphia sports. First question has nothing to do with sports whatsoever you a daylight savings time guy or not i am you an early morning I mean, riser because those people may well not that, like yeah it. that's
2: yeah right if you're up at six o'clock or six fifteen or six thirty, it's pitch black but now it's seven thirty, quarter eight and it's still white out so I, I i think the positives outweigh the negatives but it's kind of a it's a it's a little difficult adjustment at first let's put it that way
1: you sound like an nfl coach in a post
2: post press
1: conference <laughs> which we hear a lot of, we'll get to the NFL team in a second, but I guess people talk about DNA, Tommy, and all of us have a DNA to us no matter what we follow. There's a sport that's near and dear to our heart, or whether it's non-sports, whether it's politics or anything else, your DNA is basketball, and you've watched this team for a long time. As a fan, if you were a fan of this team, would this be the most disappointing one that you ever remember for the Sixers this year, the last maybe six months, and if not, when was
2: Uh, it's certainly up there. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess you could argue the year after they went to the finals in Oh one. If you remember the next season, uh, Iverson snow and McKee all started the season injured. They got off to a slow start and only, and ended up getting knocked out in the first round to the Celtics. I, I mean, I know, uh, you know, they're probably not as talented top to bottom as this team. They don't have, two superstars, they don't, you know, they don't have certainly the payroll or whatever. That's probably the biggest, I would say, disappointment, just coming off, you know, the, going to the finals in 56 wins the year before. But, yeah, I mean, let's face it. I, I think the conference finals seem to be the bottom, uh, you know, the the minimum uh, for this team given, you know, the bringing in Horford and re-signing uh, Tobias Harris and all the moves and, You know, it's just kind of been one thing after the other. Now the injuries, but even when they were healthy, you know, not playing very well. I mean, there's still 18 games to go, and if you want to take a glass half full, uh, very glass half full, they're sixth in the East now. Sixth is better than fifth because they'd play the Celtics in the first round instead of the Heat.
1: Yeah, but there's a problem Uh, with that, Tom. You can't have a very glass. You can have a glass very full. You can't have a very glass full. That was improper grammar, and I had to call you on that. I'm sorry.
2: Sorry, but I mean if you yeah right.
1: I know what you're getting <laughs> at, but it, is
2: I mean that yeah th- th- that that's that's assuming in the next 18 games everybody comes back they get healthy figure out a rotation a way to maximize all the talents they're one and nine against the five teams ahead of them in yep, the east sure. their only win is against the Celtics who they would who they would play in the first round if things held the way they are now and then they'd get the Raptors they'd avoid the the Bucks till the conference finals. Well, they beat the but Bucks on per-
1: Christmas Day. They have to be more than one and nine. So had that one win on the road. Oh, they on beat the road, the Bucks okay. at home. Yep.
2: On the one and nine on the road. Yes, the only one. I think it was December twelfth at Boston.
1: The Tom Moore, so. the Bucks, kind of career times. Tommy, this Sixer team reminds me of a four-way stop sign, and four cars come along at the same time, and none none of them heeds anything, and they all crash right in the middle of the intersection. And the investigators are looking at each other, going, "Where do we start?" So much of this team has not gone as planned, like you said. Al Horford has started his decline skiing downhill. In my opinion, Ben Simmons is the, not one of the, the most selfish players in the NBA, not shooting to help his team in a half-court offense. That's pure selfish. Joel Embiid's always hurt. Brett Brown seems like he's a nutty professor, and, and everybody loves him, but he can't put Humpty Dumpty together again. The The supporting cast doesn't fit. What's the biggest problem with this team in your opinion?
2: Yeah, I mean, just about everything that you said, you know, uh, you you can make a pretty good case for, Jolly. Um, I mean, it it comes down to Simmons and Embiid, uh, you know, clearly that that, that's the biggest thing. And you have to worry, uh, even if, let's say, all goes well and Embiid comes back and plays Wednesday, um, you know, when he had the two-game suspension earlier this year for the fight with Carl Anthony Towns, he clearly gained weight in the four days he was out. I mean, it took him 10 days to get back into playing shape. They you know, they really don't have that amount of time um, to figure you know, to figure everything out. Um, and when play one I, way
1: sorry to interrupt you Tom, but that, that brings to my mind a point. Listen, yeah. yours is better for two games. He's not the first, second, or won't be the last. Not everybody gains weight and has a problem coming back. Is there a maturity problem on this team with a little tiny fleck of the armor like that causing such a problem? Don't you just have to handle things like that and, and not not let them destroy you. When somebody says, "Boy, he gained weight in four days," that to me is ridiculous, absolutely absurd.
2: Yeah, it's hard for me to fathom too. But I mean, we've asked, and and what Joel Embiid says is, I you know I don't like running. I don't basically doesn't like doing anything but playing basketball, swimming, whatever. So the cardio declines. Now I don't know how that works in terms of cal- caloric intake or whatever. Uh, but clearly that that has happened. That's not anything anybody's making up or reading the tea leaves or whatever. You can you know you can see, you know you can see that. Um, but
1: that to me is Joel Embiid telling you I am not someone who takes my craft seriously because you may love playing basketball, but there's other things around it. Ray Lewis was once asked by whoever, whenever, how much do they pay you to play on Sundays, and he said nothing. And the person looked at him like he was crazy and said, what do you mean they do will pay anything? He goes, they don't pay me to play on Sunday. They pay me to practice from Monday to Saturday. Maybe Joel Embiid has to realize that he has to do a couple of things that he doesn't want to do like every other professional athlete on the planet Earth to reach his potential. And if he's an immature you-know-what and can't do that, what does that say about him?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll find out. There's no practice tomorrow, but they'll be practicing Tuesday. So if he's going to play on Wednesday, he will be practicing on Tuesday. Uh-huh. So, you know we'll get a you know get a look and um you know see how it goes there but i mean he he you know obviously if if you're if you're boiling it down it, it, he is the most important factor at, at both ends of the court there there's no question about it. obviously simmons is very important in the supporting cast and so on but i mean he hasn't been healthy yet in the playoffs he hasn't been able to i mean he couldn't take um, he couldn't take Aaron Baines one-on-one late in that Celtics series two years ago when, you know, that that's a, that's a gimme. I mean, that's a smaller, um, you know, less strong guy. But because of his injury late in the season and his cardio, you know, and, and everything wasn't where it needed to be, he was wearing down late in those tight games. Um, so th- they really need him back and healthy and not on a minute's restriction and not worried about upper respiratory infections or you know, nagging finger injury or knee injury or ankle injury or whatever, He you know, he needs he needs to be healthy for them to have, you know, a, a decent chance to move on.
1: All right, Tom Moore joining us on the Sports Call Guest Line. Thanks for your time, Tommy. Eagles-wise, it's my theory in life and not always right, but this time I think I have a pretty solid footing to go on in a general setting. If you're going to shop for the best, you better get the best. If you're going to pay Tiffany's prices... You better get Tiffany's merchandise. Jason Worth, a bunch of years ago, was the best outfielder on the free agent market, and the Nationals gobbled him up seven years, $126 million, because he was the best out there. Not that he was that particularly good, although he was a very good player. Byron Jones reminds me a little bit of that. Uh, he's going to be very, very expensive. He's a very good player, no problem with that. But this is a salary cap league where you have to make decisions, and you're going to need multiple cornerbacks to play, multiple receivers. My general point is I pay for the best. i got to get the best. I think if I'm buying Byron Jones, I'm paying for the best and getting a very good player. What are your thoughts on it?
2: Well, obviously that's – you know, the cornerback and safety are hugely important positions where it's – you know, they need upgrades. And if you think that he's a lockdown corner, as close to a lockdown corner as there is – You know, it helps you in so many ways because you don't have to cheat over with safety help, you know, uh, so many things.
1: I think he's a close to a lockdown corner as is on the free agent market. I think he's far from the close to a lockdown corner that there is, which would be Gilmore, Jalen Ramsey when he's playing well, that kind of guy.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. They they have, you know, cap space. um, And if you think that's the guy, if you think that's the position and that's the best guy. You know, you 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 probably should go all head full. I you know I I agree because um, the secondary you know is there there could be three new starters in in the four spots and yeah. that's not impossible. And if you have a guy that's in you know an upper echelon guy that you know that you think is a can be and has been a difference maker, uh, you know I think you do that. But it's also where the draft you know that's why it's so important to hit on these fourth and fifth and sixth round picks. Yep. If you have salary control for four years and you can afford to spend money on other guys, when you have the Trey Burtons and the you know the you know the Jalen Mills and the later round picks yep. who make the team and not only make the team play Jason and are, are good, exactly, exactly. Yep. yeah, no, no question about it.
1: Ten draft picks for High Roseman, starting with 21. We'll talk about the draft a little bit later, but to the Phillies, Joe Girardi going getting ready for his first season in Philadelphia. The fifth starter battle going on. Why we keep talking about Vince Velasquez, I have no idea. He's not even a major league pitcher to me. Ranger Suarez probably has a lead on that. But kind of the, the thing that's taken the eye this week is when, when Dan Baker steps to the PA, Mike, and says leading off for the Phillies uh, in their home opener, uh, who do you expect? Because Andrew McCutcheon's not going to be ready for opening day, probably not until April. Who does George uh, Giordi use as leadoff hitter? Does he use a catcher, JT Realmuto? Does he go somewhere unconventional? Is it Gene Segura? Would they like Roman Quinn to do that? What are you looking for in off yeah, here? Who do you think it'll be? It's a
2: really good. It's a really good question. Um, he's trying. You know, he's tried some different things. He he has had the catcher. You know, some in the spring. Yep. That first. I mean, I guess it, it's a matter of what you're looking for from that spot. If you're looking for a little bit of speed, you know, Segura or Quinn, you know, certainly would be the way to go there. Um, Kes is pretty unconventional, and I don't think Girardi's—you know—certainly isn't as unconventional as Gabe Kapler was. Um, and I, and I, that's assuming that Quinn is your starting outfielder, you know, with McCutcheon not ready, which I don't know if that—I mean—that could be the case. But could it be Jay like Bruce
1: that's... in certain lineups. I think the Phillies right. are going to have a very fluid outfield situation with Bruce and Quinn if Quinn can stay healthy and Hazley, obviously Bryce yeah. Harper. But when McCutcheon comes back, that'll solidify a little bit. I think we can agree on that.
2: No, I, I agree with that, and I, I think they, they really missed him yep. just from a leadership standpoint and everything. You could just see, and even in the locker room, you could just sense it wasn't quite the same. How one guy can have such an impact is really kind of amazing.
1: It's, it sure is, and it, it's called leadership, and, and you need that, and the Flyers have it. Final team to talk about tonight. Elaine Vigneault is ginsu hot. His team is ginsu hot. They fit. They're deep. They kill penalties. They're on the power play. They got Philly dreaming, and I think in a very fair way, they're beating good teams on this streak. This is not fool's gold. Um, can the Flyers win a Stanley Cup, Tommy? I think they can.
2: Well, they're i a, a heck of a lot closer. You know, I mean, for, when you make the playoffs, it's a lot easier to win the Stanley Cup than when you don't. <laughs> I know that. That's pretty, I know that. That's pretty profound. Yeah. But Lieutenant you Colombo, know, I, I, really, call.
1: I yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah I, I think you're seeing though. To me, the Flyers with Vigneault are, are kind of like the Sixers with Larry Brown. You see the value of somebody with experience who knows what he's doing, who knows what he wants to do, who knows what he needs to do, and isn't, isn't trying to figure it out as he goes. He's made, the, you know, he's been the Stanley Cup Finals twice, you know, with two different teams. Um, he he is efficient. He prepares incredibly well. Um, and I, I think all those things are coming into play. And let's be honest, he kind of called out, you know, Giroux and Voracek early in the season. Kind of said, "You guys aren't giving me what I need." And I think they need. Sometimes you need that. Your 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 top guys, your captain, your leaders, sometimes need to be reminded that maybe they get into a little bit of a rut.
1: And when and, the other guys on the team saw him do that and bench those guys for a period of time, they said, "Oh, if he's going to do it to us." Them, he's going to do it to us. Accountability became a centerpiece of that team, not just lip service like it is with the Sixers, but actuality. And I think of account- accountability is a key to a team. It's the first key to, to, to sending that team forward. And I think Alain Vigneault has done that in spades. That's to me his best, best, whatever you want to call it, best asset yeah, no, is the accountability he demands and gets.
2: Yeah, no, uh, no doubt about it, Jolly. I think the fact that you know, he's willing – that there's a star system in a lot of the sports where these guys are untouchable, and you don't let them go. And if the star wants the coach gone, the coach is gone. Um, but he is kind of, you know, asserted control and let everyone know that you got to do it, and I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been here. I don't care how revered you are. I don't care what you're paid. I need you to do these things. And guess what? I mean, to me, last week, as impressive as beating Washington in Washington was, the next night to come here and beat the, the Carolina Hurricanes, who were sitting here waiting for the Flyers when they got back, you know they're tired, you know they're you know emotionally trained, winning winning a second game in a row down in Washington to come out and outplay and outwork a pretty good team and win four to one. To me, that was almost as impressive as it was beating Washington down there, and that tells me a lot about this team. With
1: a backup goalie, by the way, and Brian Elliott, that's another A.V. thing. All right, final question for Tom Moore, who we really appreciate the time of. Tommy, look in your crystal ball and tell me somebody – doesn't have to be any type of team, but Selection Sunday is next Sunday. Everybody's going to be filling out brackets. Give me a 15-21 to shot that Tom Moore would put a couple shekels on to maybe go all the way to Atlanta and cut down the nets.
2: Oh yeah, that's that's really good, Jolly. It's
1: tough. <clears throat> it's, it's a very wide open tournament. There's nobody. Great I know, this
2: year. no, I I I know. How about Iowa?
1: Iowa. Fran, Iowa coached by my college classmate, Fran McCaffrey. So I would love Fran McCaffrey,
2: Jack's brother. Yep. What a conference they're playing in. Yep. You know, having a great year. Have a quality point guard. Very good big man. You know, some of the things you want. Some experience. You know. Uh, a team that could make some noise.
1: That's a team, very good team. i got a different Big Ten team, and I'll tell people when they come back. But Iowa, a very good one. Tom, your time is always worth having. Love having you on the show. Uh, we'd love to tell everybody where they can read your stuff.
2: Sure, on Twitter, at Tom Moore Philly.
1: And the Bucks County Courier Times. Uh, enjoy. Tommy, thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll look to have you back real soon.
2: Sounds good, Jolly. Have a great night.
1: Thank you very much. Tom Moore of the Bucks County Courier Times. When we come back, we'll talk to Eric from Fox Chase and you. Uh, lots to get to. We'll reset the table. Biggest disappointments. We'll talk about all four sports. I got some funny stories to tell you about last night and a new movie out that I have a friend that directed that uh, I want to tell you to go out and see. It's very good. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494 is how you reach us. Pound 9494 AT&T and Verizon. Thanks to Tom for being on the sports call and guest line. You can join the regular lines if you chime in right now to Anthony Foley, our producer. Say, hi, Anthony Foley. You're the producer. Please put me on with Jolly, and Anthony will do that. Right? There we are.
2: That's what I'm here for. That's what you're here for, and you do a great job at it. WIP Sports Time
0: 11:18. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.